You've reached the Old Navy Holiday Happy Helpline. Huge news. Old Navy's Black Friday sale just got extended for one more day. That's right. Get 50% off your entire purchase in stores today. It's Old Navy's biggest sale of the year. Get 50% off every gift on your list. But you better hurry. Today's the last day. Hurry in to save 50% off your entire purchase today. Hang up now and run to Old Navy. Valid 1126 in stores only. Excludes clearance, gift cards, register land items, jewelry, and today only deals. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back here on the Gathering Place Network with Deacon Thomas Farr. I thank him for inviting us back here for another session of We Chat, Women's Empowerment Chat here for Focus, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. I am your host, C. Maria Wall, a.k.a. the mediator and Shiro right here at our Ground Zero. And these sessions are all about Females, feelings, and our faith. And we're going to get started right now because my very special guest is a dynamic lady that uh, I met a while ago. Mm -hmm. We had done a program. Some, I don't even know how we met, <laughs> but Ronnie Blackstone is here today <laughs> to share a part of her journey. Uh, this is part one of a three-part series. And uh, before we get going, uh, Ronnie wanted to, and of course we usually start off with prayer. So I'm going to grab my sister's hand, and if you'd like to lead us in prayer, okay. won't you join us? Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us together on one accord. We just ask that our words be on one accord as well. We ask that our message will go out to the greater community, men and women, and we ask that something we say something we do with our lives just touches the greater community. We ask that you just cover us from head to toe, and we ask that you just speak for us during the show. So, God, we just claim all of these things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen, amen and amen. As I said earlier, this show is all about females, our feelings, and our faith. And with the holiday season being upon us, Sometimes our feelings tend to overpower our faith. And Ronnie is here today to share a journey that I've been watching from behind the scenes of her, um, we'll just say, your shift is coming. Your mm -hmm. season, one season is over and you're transitioning into a new season. Yes. So um, share a little bit of that story as much as you'd like to, and then we're going to go from there because, as I said, I've been watching Ronnie since her shift began, and um, when you're on social media and you have several different emotions and things like that, well, <laughs> we tend to express them in some interesting ways, so just take yes. it from the beginning and tell us a little bit about who Ronnie is, okay. and if you remember how we even met, because I do. <laughs> I do. It's been an honor and a privilege to also watch you basically through social media. 
and one of our mutual sisters was a Facebook friend of yours. And I would see your comments and your posts. And I just felt like you were a person that I would like to get to know better and to have in my little small circle. So um, I just remember reaching out to you and inviting you to come on to my radio show, Realize with Dr. Bruce and Ronnie. You graciously accepted. You came really early on that day and prepared. And we talked about domestic violence on that show right. back right. in October a couple of years ago. And you were a great guest. And you and I have communicated through inboxes and just through sharing posts. But I feel like I know you. You just seem to be that kind of sister that, you know, I do consider you to be a friend beyond Facebook. So I really thank you for having me on and allowing me to share a little bit of who I am. Um, I am the mother of three children. I love my little babies, or not babies anymore, and it's my children are Destiny, Desmond, and Desiree, and um, I'm also a teacher, a community activist, a leader, um, and most of all, just a child of God, and I just thank God for protecting me uh, throughout my journey, and I'm going to try to stick with relationships. Um, I was married for almost 14 years in a physically abusive uh, marriage and I stayed and I think the thing that kept me in that relationship was my Catholic background right I grew up a Catholic um, I'm no longer Catholic I'm Methodist at this point but all I knew was I said for better or for worse right so I stayed and I stayed and I stayed and I felt like if I divorced or left my husband, though he was abusive, I felt like I would bring shame to my family because my mother is a pastor and very well known in our community. Right. So I kind of sucked it up and stayed in a very bad and dangerous situation. Right. And actually, this is the very first time I'm speaking on this in public. So I feel like this is my time to shift and to go to another level. Right. Um, after my divorce, uh, I got divorced in 2000. After that, I kind of took a 10-year hiatus, was kind of dormant, uh, came out of the box and reconnected with a retro love. And I thought he was sent from above. Right. It was wonderful. This was a man I had a crush on since I was 15 right. and hadn't seen him in 33 years. Long story short, um, he was less than forthcoming about who he was and about who he identified with as far as his gender. He was kind of out there and I found out the hard way. Um, so obviously that didn't work out. And then after that, um, I kind of met someone who really swept me off of my feet. I thought we were in alignment and things were good. Things were good for a long time. We kind of worked together. We actually lived together for five years. And in snooping, and I guess, um, you know, I, I just have to say that's how I found out about his betrayal. I didn't go into his computer looking to find that. I was just 
you know, trying to track his day because he kind of became a little distant and that wasn't like him. So I just wanted to know what it was that was drawing him from me. And in snooping, I kind of found out that he was showing a lot of affection and attention to someone else who also was a quote unquote sister in the struggle and community leader. And, you know, we tried the counseling. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to work and I don't think he did as much. So after three months of counseling, I kind of said, we're not going anywhere. Right. And my dear friend and brother, you have two weeks to leave. And so that's where I am now. Mm -hmm. And yes, I've done some crazy things. Um, I've retaliated. I mean, being betrayed really hurts when you don't see it coming, I have to say. And uh, yeah, so I've done some crazy, childish, foolish things, mm -hmm. but I felt like at the time I, they were things that I had to get out, Right. and uh, I did, and actually it made me feel better. <laughs> so, I mean, that's where I think that um, when we were talking early, and as I said before to our listening audience, I've been watching online, and I knew that something was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was on the outside looking in. I had no idea at the time. Mm -hmm. But I knew that things were changing and you were changing the way that you were posting and some of the things that you had done. And again, one of the things that I want to talk about, because I've been to the rough side of the mountain a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And of course, my story begins and ends with the, or ends and begins with faith, forgiveness, and four cents. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, my story, my abuser, he tore everything down that I had spent a lifetime to build up. Mm -hmm. But I had to get to that place where I not only forgave myself, but I had to forgive the perpetrator, the person who caused me the heartache and the harm. Because I had to be real with the person that I saw in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell her every single day, hey, you know what? Yeah, you are upset right now. Well, I, I don't even know if I could say that I even got that upset because when I found out that the person who I had fallen in love with did not exist, I had no reason to be angry because mm -hmm. I would be angry with a lie or something that never existed in the first place. Right. We were existing with, uh, with shells of people but the inner person was not who we thought that they were. Mm -hmm. And when you get up in the morning and all during the day, when you look at that person in the mirror, when she looks back at you, she needs to hear that everything is going to be okay and that she is worthy. I always tell people that a diamond is still a diamond, no matter the shape, size, color, cut, mm -hmm. it's still a diamond. And it's not a diamond because of the shape, size, color, cut. It's a diamond because of the density, because how strong it is. Mm -hmm. And you have to rise above for all of you out here. We need to learn how to rise above that. Every day I hear women who tell me, well, he's out there with her and I'm going to do this and that. But he's out there with her either pretending to be or he is happy or she is happy, whomever it is. And one day you'll wake up and know that it's over because some things that you shared that I was told today, no, 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 no. <laughs> You're still in this space with this individual. 
Right. And you said that if I saw you two together, anyone for that matter, no one would know that you were not together because exactly. it's still, hey, honey, hey, sweetie. Yep. And all of this. So I told you, I said, Ronnie, my dear, my beautiful dear, you're living a lie. Because what you thought, the love that you thought that you had, maybe it was there at one point in time. But how does that adage go? Reason, season, lifetime. And I have to add lessons. Because mm -hmm. sometimes people are brought into our life for that particular season. And when that season is over, we as women, I get, everybody can raise their hand because even <laughs> when I was younger, I always said I wanted to have this beautiful dress with the long train and I'm going to be at one of the most popular places to have weddings in all of Maryland and <laughs> that area. And I was going to stand on the grand staircase and do all of that. And I did it. The problem was the person who was next to me was not the person who I thought that he was, Ronnie. Mm -hmm. So I, I just want you to say this because you said you all bowled together, you're in the same company in a lot of places, and yes. even though you, you, you're doing the right thing because you're thinking, you're getting out there, you're looking for counseling and all of that, but as your counselor said, and I'm saying to you, that's a bad idea. Because that person is still getting whatever it is that they're seeking and having their other cake, too. I agree with you. So that's a thing. And I'll, I'll, I've been sitting up here, and this time I brought one of my little tablets. So I said, you know what, First Corinthians 15.33, it says, Do not be deceived. Bad company ruins good morals. Mm -hmm. It made you change who you were. Made you change who you were. He's still doing the same thing. Exactly. But you had become someone else. That's when I reached out because I saw that shift. I saw that change, and not for the better. So I had to think about, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to come out here and talk to her and have her understand that this isn't the way to go? Because it only changed who you were. It diminished your shine. Mm -hmm. And God didn't mean for you to do that. He didn't mean for you to become that bitter person. I was just looking here um, for another passage about breaking up, and it's Romans twelve nineteen. I had to find it. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay says the Lord. That's true. And I have to say, when you're going through betrayal with someone that you wouldn't think about cheating on or being deceptive with or um, not supporting, and someone that you think you know because you see this person daily, in and out, and you don't notice a change in the relationship. And to be blindsided like that, it hurt. It hurt me so much. Um, I was totally devastated. And right away I told him, we've got to get into counseling. And we did. We went to couples counseling for three months. I thought it would be perfect. We could fix it. And we'd ride off into the sunset and things would go back to normal. And they didn't. But I was being forthcoming because I knew we had things to work on 
but he was in attendance and being less than forthcoming and lying. And I knew he was lying. And we would get outside of our session and I'd say, you know, why are you lying? You know, you're wasting our time. And then that's why after three months, I said, that's it. But when you're hurt, it's like, I now understand what it feels like to feel totally crushed and to not feel like yourself. And I got to the point where I wanted to cry out to God. I wanted to pray. And I felt like I could not pray. I felt like I could not get a prayer through. That's when I reached out to you. And God just put something in my spirit to confide in you and to tell you what I was going through. And you comfort you comforted me and that's why I say you really are a friend I considered you to be a friend and I think God will put people in your path that can really help you you're not a yes woman when I'm wrong you'll say back up <laughs> let's rethink this that's not a good idea and I'm the most headstrong person you'll ever meet but sometimes I need to hear that I don't need anybody who will say yeah that's a good idea good idea let's have our waiting to exhale moment you know I I had to just back up and I needed to think and I appreciated your prayers I appreciated your support and then what I found was once I started to reach out to other women who I knew had faith that was intact and much stronger than mine um I reached out to those ladies. They would send me scriptures. They would send, they would pray for me. They wanted to meet with me. They supported me. And I felt like at a time that I really felt broken and was not myself at all. I had a network of right. women who built me up and who helped me to stand again. I may not be completely healed, mm -hmm. but I am so much better than I was. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I really felt like this man is my world. He's my man. And now if I'm hurt, he's going to hurt. So let me just say something on, you know, on social media about liars and about cheating and about whatever I was feeling, it came out. Right. I mean, I just had no filters. So now I'm able to process. I'm uh, taking a mindfulness class. I'm walking every day. I'm spending time meditating. I'm, I now have uh, my prayer life back, which is so important right. to me. And it really is important who you surround yourself with during the times that you're feeling really down. Right. I didn't realize that it would be a group of women and I had talked to you about that earlier. You know, I've always felt like, well, women are so catty and, you know, like, women can be like crabs in the barrel. But I found that not to be true at all. If it wasn't for the group of women around me, right. I'd still be at home right now posting something crazy. Right. So I appreciate you. And I, I want to thank you for saying those kind words to me because I had this sense of awakening and enlightenment, and I learned how to release and let go. And some of the things that you were saying, because I was taking notes here, you said, I thought that he was this, I thought that he was that. Well, I, I, I think this, I think that. And then, of course, after the sessions, you walk out and say, why? Mm -hmm. 
Well, then the question doesn't become a why for him. The question becomes a why for you. Why do you continually do it? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, what did they say about doing the same things over and over again? You get but the same result. A different result. Yeah. It's insanity. Yeah. So, in other words, again, it's only causing you to lose your sense of self because guess what? He's going back to doing exactly what he was doing. Exactly. And for him to just go through the motions means that, okay, I want to keep her on, you know, lockdown too because I know she's not going right. anywhere, but then I'm going to go back and enjoy my new life as well. So we as women, we need to learn how to go that extra mile. And I told you this morning, my show, my other show, um, <laughs> I spoke about preparing to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. We need to know when it's time for us to do that. Maybe I'll look through my book because I have my book here because a lot of the pieces are inspired by that. But um, the one that I had up right now is forgiveness. We need to learn how to not only forgive, but to let go. And we need to stop following our feelings and go back to being guided by our faith. And you are a beautiful woman. Had I not, we were talking about age earlier. <laughs> Had she not told me her age, I never would have guessed it. Because as I told you, I said, I'm thinking that I'm the matriarch and I'm going to come out here and I'm going to help her out and do all of this and that. She's older than me. Five yes, I am. <laughs> So, <laughs> oh my goodness, this thing is falling, but um, she's older than me, and I said out of the mouth of babes, because I, I was so amazed, yeah. you're beautiful, and you need to tell that person that you see in the mirror how beautiful she is, and that she is deserving of someone who will continue to help her to shine brightly. And if that season is over, I can't go back to spring <laughs> of 2006. Right. Mm -hmm. I can't go back to the best winter that I had of whatever year that was. I can't go back to that. Right. And some cases, if it was that wonderful, they become beautiful memories. Mm -hmm. And in other cases, if it was really bad, they become heartfelt lessons. And we as women, we do this thing where, as I said earlier, we have it all figured out. We meet someone and we're thinking, yes, I think this is the one. We're going to do this. We're going to be partners forever. Right. We're going to do all of that. And everything that you said was what you thought, what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. Everything was, I thought this, I was thinking this, and this should have happened. And a lot of times we go into relationships and we go out the front door hoping for the best. But sometimes we have to be prepared for that change. Mm -hmm. Because when people show us who they are, believe them. Exactly. The first time. Because now I'm pretty sure that when he leaves and he's going to his new life, I'm pretty sure she's like, well, why do you keep doing this? If you want to let it go, da, 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 da. So right now he's in the middle and he's sitting back and he might as well put one arm here and one arm there and say, <laughs> exactly. yeah, I'm the man. Exactly. Yeah. And even though he's a brilliant individual, some people can help everyone else, but they don't know how to help themselves. Mm -hmm. And I do think, you know, not to be critical of him at this point, um, he is a brilliant man and he's a caring man for the community. But when it comes to personal relationships, that's where he could use some work. And I thought you know, through my love and support that I could fix that. He would see that I was different. I was perfect for him. 
and he still stepped out. Well, you can be the perfect person and still not be the right person. Yeah, yeah. That's the difference that we need to understand. You could have been the perfect woman for him. My ex even told his daughter that I was wonderful, I was great. But then I responded was that I wasn't the right one. Mm -hmm. And that's where we have to understand. And again, when you're talking, I hear you saying, you know, I wanted him to see so I could make this and do this. And your whole time you were doing your hands because you were in your mind, you were trying to mold him mm -hmm. into where you wanted him to be so that he would become your yin to the yang, however it goes. Sure. But the bottom line is that you were trying to mold him into someone that he wasn't willing to be cast into. Well, I've heard from him personally, you know, directly, that I can be controlling. And once I make up my mind how I want things, it's like I, I'm a pit bull and I don't let go. But some of the tools I've picked up since the breakup mm -hmm. is that I really have so much going on in my head. I need to be able to separate things and say, you know, that is the past and there's nothing I can do about it. Put it aside, let it go. I'm thinking about laundry and work that needs to be done and school and all kinds of things. Well, that's in the future. Don't get bogged down with that either. Tuck that away and deal with it when it comes. Just stay present. And deal moment. with what's going on in right here moment. and right now. You have to be right here in this moment because I'll tell you this. If you spend your whole life doing this and you're still looking back at all of that back there, mm -hmm. you can't see what's right in front of you. Exactly. The next journey, the next phase of your journey may be right here. The next leg is right there. And they're busy waving like, hey, Ronnie. And you're too busy. You can't move forward when you spend your life looking backwards. And not only that, but it's okay sometimes to be silent. It's okay to just let it all go. Each show that I do on my talk radio shows, I start off with breathing techniques. You have to be lying down or in a seated position with your eyes closed. And I tell my listeners to keep mm -hmm. it that way throughout the entire program. I said, I want you to just spend this time this 60 minutes with me guiding yeah. you. Because we need to learn how to be silent and be still. Because sometimes, one of the biggest things to the audience is this. There's more to be said in our silence than our words could ever express. Mm -hmm. And when we're silent and we're still, it allows us to have that time to get regrounded in our faith. And then when we're still and we're silent, we can hear what the great I am is trying to tell us so that we will respond opposed to react to situations. When mm -hmm. I see you or me or anyone, I'm looking like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what's on the other side of the next bridge. Right. I'm not going to sit here. He's more upset that I've never even tried to get him back. This is my ex. He's more upset that I pay him no attention. I mm -hmm. could care less. Him, the neighbor, and they live right in my backyard. Okay. And I don't care. Because guess what? My trash is now her trash. There's no treasure in him whatsoever. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure now she's figured that part out. But guess who's not? That's not my cross to bear. It's not my problem. I don't wish anyone any harm. Because with him, karma is going to find its way to them regardless. And it is. Mm -hmm. 
So I don't need to play God. I don't need to take over his role. God has everything in order the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> and I, my suggestion, and usually I don't suggest things to people. As a coach, I just don't. I let the people figure things out on their own. But I would just try to find a new, you want us to start a bowling club? We can't. <laughs> Yeah. You know, next year, 2017, like I said, there's so many things that can happen that I see on the horizon. And I think that we as women, we need to come together and show them the power of the sisterhood. And when you have the right people who are with you, the right people who are in your corner, it's okay. I always tell people it's okay to have positive people. That's one thing, but the positive people will be, yeah, girl, oh, yeah, the sky is exactly. wonderful, it's blue today. You need people who are going to be not only positive, but real and progressive mm -hmm. that help you to move past this. Mm -hmm. So it's all about having that right group of people together. And we may not find them in the likely places where we've gone because you and, and he have been in the same circles for so long. Sometimes you have to go outside of your box. Sometimes you have to go where you have not been before in uncharted waters. You have to join a group where nobody knows your name, nobody knows your story, nobody knows your face. Mm -hmm. But they can help you find your faith again so that you can move forward in a positive way. And another thing that I found was um, a lot of us will say we're very private people, so you don't want to um, tell people where you are in your relationship and what's going on in your personal life, and you know you put on the happy face and this great facade, and you move about every day. But what I found was when I was feeling really bad and in despair, in sharing things with people. I found that everybody really does have a story mm -hmm. and it was amazing to me. So I was able to hear of other people's experiences right. and what they did. So I was able to choose some meat, throw away the bone, figure out what worked for me. And it's been so helpful. So I would say to anybody who's going through something, who feels totally stressed out, there are so many people who are just willing to just lend an ear right. and sometimes that's all we need but I think it's good to be silent but it's also good to get things out right. sometimes and it comes out in different ways and I've been told you know like through journaling through exercise mm -hmm. through meditation through prayer just whatever works for you right. figure it out and use it right and but what I was saying this thing called healing is a process. Yes. So many of us start with the reactions. That's when we're all over the place. Okay, that's when we need to ground and be silent and be still for a moment so that we can get back to that sense of calm. When we get there, then we're ready to start moving on. The first thing is to find out how we can take all of this that we're holding in and bring it outward. As you said, journaling, mm -hmm. um, speaking, um, becoming a mentor for someone, the, all those things. But your story does become your testimony. And that's a show for another day. We'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit later. Yes. But 
a lot of people will go into the house, close all the windows, close the curtains and everything. And, you know, a lot of times, and especially among some ethnic groups and things, everything is taboo. Mm-hmm. You just don't talk about the things that everybody knows anyway because gossip travels fast. Right. And as soon as we realize that some of the people that are hugging us and say, hey, girl, you look good. How's it going? They know darn well they were just gossiping about your broken up relationship. Exactly. And in some cases, they were already eyeing mm-hmm. your man mm-hmm. to become their own. Mm-hmm. And these are the things that we have to realize. This is the realization that once we come to that point where you know what? And I know some of you listening, you're probably like, oh, my gosh, she's hitting a nail on the head. I know I am. That's why we do this. (laughs) You know, we do this because we want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone. All of this, someone else has come down this path. Mm -hmm. Sometimes our means are slightly different, but the end is the same. We are broken. Someone broke us. But what we have to learn how to do is to sift through those broken pieces and pick the very best of them and create a new masterpiece. That's right. That's when it counts. And the minute that we learn that infamous piece that surpasses all understanding, we can move on and not be um, influenced by the breakup not care about the hookups, not care about the hiccups. A hiccup is just a small setback. Right. We have to get past that. And we can only do that with the right group of people and our faith intact. So today I say to you, when you leave this studio and this place, you have to start maybe to prepare for your goodbyes. Because in there, that's where your healing is lying in wait. And until you make that break, you're still going to be stuck in some sense of stagnant water. Mm -hmm. And it's going to hurt. Of course it is. But at some point, you're going to wake up and say, today I cry my last tear. Day before yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's when you'll know that you're truly free and you'll move on and get that out of the system. And they may try to influence, what, what, you know what, you know why, so don't ask. You know what, so don't ask. You know when it all happened, so don't ask. And can we just end this now because I have a life to get to. Right. And that's it. And when you get to that point, You'll wake up one morning and it will be, first of all, it'll be the best night's sleep that you've had. And it will become so freeing. And then there are other people who will be waiting to hear you tell your testimony so that you can move them, guide them to their light at the end of the tunnel. But they can never get there because there's no one to be their beacon while they're in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. I always tell people that my journey is ever is never ending. It may never end. I don't know. I still have a lot of things that I need to fix and work on. But I know where I am, and I'm standing firm in where I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. So this is what I say to you. Next time I go on social media, I'll see a shift in what you're saying. 
And it's amazing how so many people, that group, your group grew so quickly mm -hmm. because people weren't attracted to the positivity. Many of them were attracted to the negative undertones. And some people just like to keep that negativity going. Mm -hmm. But when you turn it around and you make it something positive, you'll attract the people that need to be there, those that were the ones who were hurt, who were broken into a million pieces. That's the difference. And you can do it. You have a long life ahead of you. Let that be in your past. And guess what? Like I always say, I told my ex, I said, you know, you and your well, I had another name for it, but um, uh, I said, you all are going to make me a very popular person one day because you two are going to be my springboard mm -hmm. to my next journey. But when I talk about them, I talk about them to connect with other people. I don't talk about them because I care mm -hmm. or because I'm hurt. I talk about them because it's part of my testimony. And in order for me to help others, they need to know that I've been down that road. Mm -hmm. But there will come a time when I'll even be tired of talking about that. Mm -hmm. I agree. So that's it. But your shift is coming. You just need to be prepared to close the door to your past and open the front door and allow it to come in. Mm -hmm. Because I'm you, with you. you are worth so much more. I agree. I, I'm to the point now where I sort of feel like those two deserve each other. And I did what I could. I, I just have a clear conscience about who I am and what I was in the relationship. Right. So I feel good about that part. And I'm looking to find good things about me and to stop being so critical about me. And, right. you know, don't be so hard on myself. It's the message I'm giving me every day. Like, mm -hmm. I know I'm a good person, but why am I not feeling good? You know, I can't allow my emotions and how I feel about somebody else and my anger and all of the confusion that goes along with the betrayal. I can't allow that to suppress me because it's not healthy. And it will take a toll on your health, yep. on your mental state of mind, and your relationships. But I want you to do this. You say, we'll take a toll on your this and your that. I need you to say, it'll take a, it's taken a toll on me, on my health. Because mm -hmm. it has a different meaning when you are attaching the truth to yourself. Mm -hmm. Opposed to you saying, your, your, your. When you say, Maria, it's hurting me. I'm hurt. I want to go outside and scream. Mm -hmm. I want to feel better, but right now I'm not there yet. And I, I said, you know what? I was, I was an A1 number one wife, great wife, but I was, was not the right person for him. I say that my ex and her, they are made for each other. <laughs> I can understand. Two peas in a pod. Yep. A match made and you know where. Mm -hmm. I'm like, handle it. Because there's a piece in the book all about that. It's called So You Took My Man. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, I just broke it down and it's just lovely. Because it is what it is. But that's their, they're each other's cross the bear. Because one thing that I can say, and for those of you listening, if you've ever had or known people who've had that infamous NDE, a near-death experience or whatever, and they've got crossed over, let me tell you something about when people say your life flashes before you. That part is true. And there will be 
as your group is called, no filter about it. It will be exactly as you handle it and what you did in this world. It will be exactly as they handle it and what they did. And I always call those infamous people who aren't walking their talk the feel-good, fluff-fluff, foo-foo gurus. People (laughs) always love to hear that. I'm like, y'all know who I'm talking about. They're the ones that give you the famous scripts that you want to hear. And I think that that's what made me so popular throughout the world is the fact that I tell people what they need to hear, and I keep it real. Mm -hmm. If I'm not feeling well, I'm not feeling well. And I'll tell people in a minute, if you're not going to listen to what I have to say, guess what? I'm going to tell you to step aside and to make room for someone who wants to heal. If you're not there yet, then you're not there yet. But all I can do is give the resources, give the options, give the information, the motivation, and the inspiration, the encouragement, and to show where the empowerment comes from. Mm -hmm. Once I put all that on the table, they can toss it aside, do whatever they want to do with it. But I won't stay there. Mm Because I have to keep moving because as I meet other people and I move, it helps me to heal. Mm -hmm. So this is part one of a three-part series. We're going to be back shortly for part two. And then part three, you'll see Ronnie and all of my guests. We're going to come together again to really bring all of this home. So I want to thank you so much, thank Deacon Thomas Farr, for allowing us back here again on WeChat and Focus, Females Offering Clarity, Unity, and Success. We are so appreciative and so blessed that we have this opportunity to share with you again. So as always, I pray each and every one of you enough. I pray you enough sunshine to brighten your rainy days, and I pray enough rain to make your gardens grow beautifully. I also pray enough frowns, smiles, I'm sorry, to turn the frowns that you've been carrying around upside down. But most of all, I pray enough strength and courage to face whatever may be at your door at this very moment and beyond. So until next time, continue to pay it and pray it forward. I am C. Maria Wall and my special guest for part one of our Females, Faith, and Feeling series has been Miss Ronnie Blackstone. And until next time, be well, be blessed. We will see you again soon. reached the Old Navy Holiday Happy Helpline. Huge news. Old Navy's Black Friday sale just got extended for one more day. That's right. Get 50% off your entire purchase in stores today. It's Old Navy's biggest sale of the year. Get 50% off every gift on your list. But you better hurry. Today's the last day. Hurry in to save 50% off your entire purchase today. Hang up now and run to Old Navy. Valid 1126 in stores only. Excludes clearance, gift cards, register land items, jewelry, and today only deals. This holiday season, give more wow from the mills, and you'll hear more, oh, you shouldn't have, more, you're the best, more, how did you know, and even more, I love you. Give more wow for the holidays from the mills. Knockout brands, knockout prices. At Arundel Mills, we're ready for the holidays. On Thanksgiving Day, doors open at 6 p.m. and stay open through Black Friday until 9.30 p.m. For more info, visit ArundelMills.com. Arundel Mills, Assignment Center. 